Hello and welcome to another episode of the Jones Chronicles. It's been a couple of weeks. I am your host, Christina, and I have been having a good week. Not too many complaints. I got a promotion. It's not another job. It is simply a band hire in the same in the same position, but you can go up to certain levels. It basically just means more money, (laughs) a little bit more work too, but more money. And I'm I'm totally fine with that. The funny thing is, uh, because this is my quarterly. This is after my three months, so I didn't even realize that they evaluated quarterly and I was kind of feeling as if I wasn't doing like I'm I'm such a, a perfectionist and an overachiever that even good enough I still feel insecure it's just I'm never feeling like oh yeah I'm coasting through this nope there's always that that nagging That's not a word, but we're going to keep it. Just always feeling like the shoe is going to drop. And I know that's just part of my anxiety. (laughs) But yeah, I was actually having that thought process of, man, I can't get my contacts where I mean, it's like 2% away from where it needs to be, even though my closures went up and all of these are words that you won't necessarily understand what I'm talking about, but it all led to me having one viewpoint and my bosses having a different perspective. My boss does tend to hijack me on the phone though. Cause once she, once she starts talking, she don't come up for air for like 30 to 45 minutes. She is a, she's just, and I like her. We have some some issues in regards to her timeliness in reviewing certain things and reading my file notes before asking me something that I already did. But that's typical. You know, I feel like I haven't met a manager that hasn't been like that. <laughs> but if you listen to Jones Chronicles with me and Mimi, you know, it's a new day. It's a new day. When I get frustrated, I just call my coworker and I say, hey, it's you got time to Dr. Phil for about 15 minutes. <laughs> you just need to hear this shit. My daughter is also back home from summer break. She starts school on September 4th, the day after Labor Day, which makes sense. But a lot of other schools started two weeks earlier, so it kind of feels as if they uh they got the short end of the stick especially when it came to school supplies i mean we went in (laughs) two weeks out and it is absolutely uh ghost town with all of the overpriced items which is something me and my daughter kind of got into conflict with 
which we're going to over the next four years because she's in this new phase of life called teenagerism. I hate it here! Pray for me! The normal stuff, being in the mirror for long time, now one teen, all of a sudden couldn't get her to put lotion on a year ago. Now she needs every lotion product known to man, every smell good. Once one, I, I get, I get lotion, she gets lotion. I get deodorant, she gets her own deodorant. We don't, we don't share things like I'm used to growing up in my house. There was one dresser drawer with all of the things that you will need and they were all in my mother's room and that was it and if she said don't touch the expensive shit which was never really there <laughs> you know remember spray deodorant has anyone ever used spray deodorant besides myself when I got an option to use deodorant one I didn't even see that many spray deodorants available now but I automatically went for the solid deodorant. It feels better and it's not as weird. <laughs> but that's what my mom used to get was the spray deodorant. <laughs> and ain't nothing up there but Vaseline. Vaseline. And maybe some baby lotion. And then that, that, that green ass grease. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Oh, I hated that grease. It was green and it was blue. And one was yellow. Why is our grease is looking weird and and <laughs> colored in a manner? <laughs> now we don't do grease at all. We just put oil in our hair. What I mean to say is she's coming into her womanhood. So now she cares 10 times more than she did previously. And now thinks that my pocketbook is her bank account. Give me your fucking money! So we went to the store today to get school supplies and whatever we're going to eat for the next two weeks, which, you know, as soon as I go in, I have a budget in mind. And now that I know my daughter's back, that budget increases by two thirds. <laughs> So I came in like, okay, all of this is going to be, and I will say I did stay within range of my budget. I mean, I went $11 over, but I don't feel that bad about it. And partially is because I just, I decided to not have an argument with my daughter regarding everything that she put in the cart without thinking to look at the price of it. And that's something I'm trying to teach her that she's going to need to know later on in life. Because that's one thing I think us black, black folks deal with is handling money. <laughs> and I'm not saying it's a, it's not a Caucasian issue either, but I think they have way more conversations about it and expectations and black people I mean, at least I can speak for me. Money gets in the hand. You want to burn through it because you're not used to having it. So when you get extra, you're just like, yeah, we ain't thinking about saving or just paying off some stuff. <laughs> we're, we're acting like this is the last we're ever going to get. So coming even from that, you know, I had to myself learn and I'm still learning 
I'll be thoroughly honest. I'm I'm way better than I was three years ago, but I'm still running into pitfalls here and there. But much much better place. Uh, but you gotta teach that to your kids because they just go into a store. And at least when it was with my mom, she never. Granted, it was all on food stamps, so. <laughs> We didn't have to count up what was about to be at the register as long as it was on the food stamp card. Ain't no food stamp card up in this household. Ain't been since shit. She was one. (laughs) One, two years old. But yeah, things cost money. Things add up really quickly. And you don't need to spend extra dollars on nonsense you're paying for a brand or you're paying for something that looks a certain way but it's actually made rather cheaply I've always been a bit of a miser though so I I'm in the store with her and she wants to pick up the most expensive item (laughs) I need notebooks okay why not the 35 cent notebooks that you know that you're going to run through 50 million of them because we do this every school year? Why are you picking up four five dollar three college notebooks? What? What? What the? F- <laughs> How about you get one and that'll be your four notebooks? No, I didn't think so. You needed one for each class. What the hell? Why would you think it's OK to spend 20 dollars on on paper and that's all I want to teach her these are not I think where we get into it she she wants to argue oh man she's in that with that mouth phase too Woo! I'm so glad I up my medication I'm on that good cushion alcohol nah for real for real you need patience you need a lot of patience to deal with someone in a manner that is respectful but also understanding that you can't just punch him in the throat. <laughs> I know that's my common go-to for where I would love to punch someone half the time, particularly <laughs> my seed. Someone said that on my Facebook, one of my friends. I said, I got to go pick up the seed. And they're like, isn't that derogative or diminutive in some type of way? And I'm like, no. She's my seed. She she came from me and now she's going to grow into a beautiful flower. What, what, you, it only feels derivative if you feel that's how you want to interpret it as such. But they never responded back to my response. And I told them to listen to Seed 2.0 by The Roots, which is a really great song. But it's funny to me how different cultures interpret things i think we were talking about this last time right about how or maybe mimi sent me something about how like black people like your kid's doing good in school yeah he (laughs) i and the reason and purpose behind that because we always want to push for the better it's just how our culture 
uh, encourages. It's not that there's never times that I turn around and, and congratulate. All the time I congratulate my daughter when she's doing good. But if she needs to do better or, you know, I'm not going to to act like we ain't still got, we a work in progress. <laughs> You're a work in progress. This going to be some funny four years. Fun T four years because she's stuck between two and 22. One minute she's two years old. The next minute she's she walking around like she's 22. Don't cut her damn bangs. Didn't ask me about cutting her bangs. Just cut her fucking bangs. I'm disrespectful as the fuck. Luckily, it worked out. It worked out well. And she doesn't understand that that's luck. She thinks it's skill. <laughs> she missed the point where I'm like, you have to ask permission to do things like that. You just, I get it's your body. In some ways, I do honestly but the point of it is there's accountability and if you had fucked it up then i would have been the one having to pay 35 dollars to take you somewhere to correct your problem so you have to have conversations in regards to your choices not just knee jerk because you know i happen to be on this planet for a lot longer than you and I might know some shit <laughs> to help you out <laughs> but today was the money thing today was the ooh, man when I saw them five notebooks I was like she got to be out of her goddamn mind then she came over with some native that's the whole thing they keep showing the the commercials of things that's because she went over there and got bougie I'm being facetious, but you know, she, she wants a $7 conditioner and, and you know, that native was $11 and she's like, Oh, I need some, some vanilla spray. I was like, you don't need all of, I mean, it's of course I get it. Like I said, everyone, I can't pretend like my dresser doesn't look, uh, you know, like, like someone who has multiple options of whether I want to put on this lotion or this lotion. You know, I got my FDS and my summer's Eve, got my stuff for my hair, got eye drops. I don't know what the fuck else is up there. Got my Aquaphor, got my uh, body butter. So sure. One may say the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, Jones. <laughs> However, you ain't working. If you had a business that you were passionate about, then you would know what it takes to run a business, but you don't. So don't even act like you know what I'm talking about. And you ain't doing enough for me that all my uh, extra money going your direction for things that you kind of don't need. They're, they're accessories. They're not necessities. And, and I think that's the balance where I'm trying to teach her too. Like, well, maybe I wouldn't have this hard a time spending a couple extra dollars if, you know, I asked you for an Oreo and you're like, no, these are my Oreos. 
when I ask you to borrow that purse when I go back to London that I bought for you because it's cute. And you're like, well, what am I supposed to have? It's like you, you, you selfish as fuck. And <laughs> this is, this is uh, why we say fuck them kids. I love her though. I love her, love her, love her. I've been loving all over her since she's been back. Though I learned that Uno is no longer cool. <laughs> hey, you want to play some Uno? No. Oh, I thought that was our thing. So yeah, I just spent about 18, 20 minutes talking about my child. Let's talk about something a little bit more interesting. <laughs> Do you want to know some crazy ass medieval things? Animals could be tried and convicted for crimes and if found guilty, sentenced to death. This happened to a lot of Wilbers out there in the world. It's a lot of pigs eating children, a lot of pigs being executed for the crimes. They even have records of these trials because they took them to court. But they weren't just killing people pigs and goats and billy goats there were smaller crimes such as mice being tried and publicly convicted for stealing part of the harvest and a swarm of locusts being convicted also for eating crops white people be like contrary to popular belief gargoyles were not added to churches to ward off evil spirits but to drain rainwater Projecting out from the building, rain would flow out of their mouths and away from the building rather than down the walls, therefore causing damage. So that's a fun fact when someone goes, oh, they're to, to ward off the evil. You're like, uh, no, that's a myth. The widespread hatred of Jews started with the belief everyone who was Jewish shared a bit of responsibility pie when it came to crisis or yeah, crisis crucifixion and anti-Semitism was thriving by the Middle Ages. Dagendorf demonstrated that horribly. The public medievalist says the official history told the tale of the good Christian citizens of Degendorf and the Jews who preyed on them. The story says the evil Jews convinced true believers to steal holy communion bread so they, the horrible Jews, could desecrate it. The other story, the one historians say is closer to the truth, is that there was a massive harvest failure in 1338 and the story about the bread was made up to justify the town's massacre of its entire Jewish population. The Degendorf massacre not only sparked a series of similar killings in surrounding towns, but it was immortalized in the town's church. Relics and paintings paying tribute to the killings became the center of a pilgrimage that attracted good Catholics from all over the world. It was huge. 
1721 alone, around 40,000 people went on a pilgrimage to Degendorf to celebrate a massacre, mind you. As unthinkable as that is, it gets even worse when you know the pilgrimage was encouraged by the Nazis and it wasn't until 1992 that the church removed all things associated with the pilgrimage celebrating the massacre. This, this, this is not okay. That is, of course, a long history in Europe. Every time shit went wrong, let's blame the Jews. The Unsanctioned Children's Crusade. Yes, you heard that right. There was not only the Crusades, but one Children's Crusade. A group led by a 12-year-old shepherd named Stephen, who claimed Christ had appeared to him and told him to go forth and conquer... Why is it never go forth and start peace or spread love or (laughs) here's some instructions on how to, to survive a cholera outbreak. I don't know. I just want some better instructions if we're going to have a conversation and all, but he was Uh, He approached at least one king, Philip of France, asking for support for his mission, but Philip very rationally told him to go home. Undeterred, he started preaching to recruit a band of faithful children and lead them to the Holy Land. Crazy, right? Who would follow him? Well, thousands of children, probably without parents or anything worth living, for mustered to the call of both Stephen and another child leader named Nicholas. Word spread, and while it's not clear what happened to the children of the Children's Crusade, the economist says most of them didn't return home. I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. Some were killed when the ships they'd hired to take them closer to the Holy Land were wrecked. Who let these kids hire these ships? And others boarded ships that took them to Egypt, and a life of slavery instead of to the righteous war they planned on. Some even made it to Rome. And while it's thought some of Nicholas's crusade may have made it as far as the Holy Land, history has essentially forgotten their grand designs and devotion. Probably because no one sanctioned suicidal children. Many royals were not as they were portrayed often massively obese all those uh images we have of them looking one way or another that that's all bullshit that's why gout was so common of an affliction of the upper class the extreme amount of food eaten was a sound of prowess along with fitness but of course the older you get the less inclined to work out especially when you suffer injuries such in the case of everyone knows famously Henry VIII, who died like 450-something pounds. What is the worst way, though, to go out in history if you were one of these portulent monarchs, especially one of the most infamous? Well, let's talk about William the Conqueror. There are two main accounts of his death. So take these with a grain of salt or a pinch. The more famous of the two is the Historia Ecclesiastica, 
Yeah, I said that wrong. Elaclasitica, written by the Benedictine monk and chronicler Orderic Vitalis, who spent his adult life in St. Evrut Monastery in Normandy. While some accounts vaguely state that King William became ill on the battlefield, collapsing through heat and the effort of fighting, Orderic's contemporary William of Malmesbury added the gruesome detail that William's belly protruded so much that he was mortally wounded when he was thrown onto the pommel of his saddle. Since the wooden pommels of medieval saddles were high and hard and often reinforced with metal, William of Malmesbury's suggestion is a plausible one. According to this version, William's internal organs were so badly ruptured that even though he was carried off alive to his capital, Rouen, no treatment could save him. The king's body was left lying naked on the floor while those who had attended his death scuttled off, clutching anything and everything. Are you not embarrassed? This is really embarrassing. Can you imagine dying and everyone's like, yeah, get them cloths, get them table curtains, get those actual curtains, get the silverware, take them. I mean, they left them. He was in clothes. They took his clothes. That's fucked up. Eventually, a passing knight appears to have taken pity on the king and arranged for the body to be embalmed, sort of, followed by its removal to Cain for burial. By this time, the body was probably already a little ripe, to say the least. When the monks came to meet the corpse in a spooky rerun of William's coronation, fire broke out in the town which is crazy during his coronation people thought that they killed the king so then his soldiers decided to go murder an entire town <laughs> and then he came out like uh the fuck old people burning old people burning put your hands up old people burning old people burning kind of messed up no one thought to peek in, you know, verify facts before popping off, but I see nothing much has changed. Uh, eventually, the body was more or less ready for the church eulogies in the Abbe au Homon. I'm probably not saying that right. The worst was yet to come. William's corpse, bloated by this point, wouldn't fit into the short stone sarcophagus that had been created for it. As it was forced into place, quote, the swollen bowels burst and an intolerable stench assailed the nostrils of the bystanders and the whole crowd, end quote, according to Orderic. No amount of incense would cover up the smell and the mourners got through the rest of the proceedings as quickly as they could. That is not a way to be remembered in history and that is very much the way, allegedly, that the conqueror is recalled as many of your what you accomplish in life can be just as important as how you're remembered in death <laughs> apparently he didn't have no friends no friends let's end uh talking about because this is a little bit longer than i wanted and i did want to talk about the tamil kings as well as um 
I think I'm going to say that the relationship between Africa and India. So we'll pick up there next week. And if you have any topics of conversation you want to talk about, any thoughts, opinions, you want to ask for advice, which I'm really bad at giving, maybe. Actually, I think I give pretty good advice. All those things can be sent to blackercouch at gmail.com. And also leave a comment below. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and black or magic. Hustling, 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 hustling